Sometimes going new is frightening. It's scary when it's the first time. Fingers Malloy will tell you. His first time still scares him because one day it will be his. But it's not on bourbon. Sometimes going for your first time is exciting and thrilling. And this is the J.W. Kelly single barrel old Milford bourbon. And this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. And may we give a hand. Don't pick it up yet. Can we give a small bit of applause for 109 proof? Masters clap. Oh, that's right. That's right. This is the weekend of the Masters because the weekend of the Masters wasn't the weekend of the Masters because of coronavirus, which, by the way, everyone's going back to shutdowns and restrictions, and you need a bourbon like this. J.W. Kelly is out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, my people. And they make a series of things here. This is an interesting play. This is kind of fun because what they've got here is they tell this as they tell the story, it was this this lone Irish traveler who came to America and wanted to learn the secrets of whiskey, don't you know? And the next thing you know, here he is saving America from itself, making making the finest whiskey ever. I love a good story. It's it's a similar story to the guy who created Irish Spring. <laughs> Uh, so what we have here is 109 proof. Uh, it is going to be very, very, as we take a look at the nose here, some ridiculous parts of sweet. Now, bourbon, as you know, is 51% corn, right? So the mash bill, it has to be at least 51% corn. It is made in a first use, or I should say aged, in a first use charred oak American American charred oak barrel. I always manage to say that wrong, but I know what I'm saying. Trust me. And can only be diluted with water to bring down the proof. There's nothing else that can be done to make it a bourbon. 51% corn in order for it to be a bourbon, the great American uh, drink. That's how it works. We start ours neat and then move it to a cube. First, just taking a look at it, this is wonderfully dark. This is one. This is bronze in the coloring. If you're looking for that, that color, that look of bourbon that makes you feel, okay, this is it, this is it. This is not light, this is not pale. This is distinctly, distinctly bronze, uh, amber to bronze in, in its coloration. And then that nose, that nose is just wonderfully, wonderfully sweet. There's a, there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of, um, I'm getting the oak. I was going to say there's vanilla, but that might be more wood, which is an interesting way to kind of look at the whole thing. Um, it's, it's, it, it, the nose is working for me. It's not overwhelming. There's not a strong alcohol flavor that comes from the nose. No, especially since, you know, we've had some, some whiskey and rice just in the past couple of days outside of Eat, Drink, Smoke that, that had that ethanol, alcohol. B- big, strong ethanol that didn't work at all and didn't even subside when you, when you had the, the, the drink itself. But this, the Single Barrel Select Old Milford Straight Bourbon Whiskey from J.W. Kelly, that's a nice nose. And even at 109 proof, it's not playing that way. Right. Right? That's not too, that's not too bad. You're right. Is there a... I'm sorry, I'm sniffing. My nose is right in it, people. It is, it, it is, my nose is all up in your business. It's all up in the <laughs> bourbon's business right now. There is a moment where I'm thinking that's coffee or that's cocoa. Okay, maybe I could see that. I'm getting a lot of the, 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 the caramel and, and that oak on the nose. See, my problem is I don't know if I'm good enough yet to determine what the wood flavor is. I can do it in a cigar. 
right? If you're looking for expertise, that's not us. If you're looking for guys who are interested in trying and learning and growing, welcome to the family. It's good to have you with us. All right, let's take a sip. We right. do it neat, and then we move it to either a chip or a cube as we need to. L'chaim. Uh, here's Manurai. Well, that's how my rabbi said it. Here we go. So Tony's going first. He's doing the Chattanooga Chomp. It's the Memphis Munch. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I wasn't wrong about the sweet. Oh, and there's the heat in the mid-chest. <laughs> no sting on the tip of the tongue. No sting in the sides of the tongue. A little bit. Now, uh, afterwards, a little bit of burn in the back throat opened up big in the lower chest with heat, but it hits with a lot of sweet. That's a lot of sweet, and it's also got viscosity. There is a thickness almost to the extent of a cough syrup. I was going to say, it's, it is, there is a thickness to it, but I wouldn't go so far as to say it's syrupy. I don't no. want to, but it definitely, uh, there is a thickness to it. I'm getting the... Uh, it's 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 very sweet. There isn't a burn. I'm really not much of a sting. And a lot more. I, I was expecting a lot more of. You a didn't sting. get a lower. You didn't get a lower chest burn. Really. You are much more of a man than me, by by every stretch. Uh, this is th- this, and I say this as the Jewish guy in the group. Uh, this is very much Christmas in a glass. There is something baking spice, all spice, nutmegish going on that almost like if this was in your your eggnog you'd be the happiest guy right. but this is no way to treat eggnog or it, this bourbon it's really hard to put your finger on exactly what the sweetness is because sometimes I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into it being a little bit of honey caramel uh, but it's definitely sweet, but not a fruit. It's not a, a, a dark fruit. It's just, it's it's sweet. And then I think that that's an oak flavor. So sometimes when, when it comes into, hey, I know it's sweet, but I want to be able to better define it. You'll sometimes see reviews that talk about raisin, for example. I, not liking raisins, have a hard time with the idea of raisin sweetness and, and as, a, as a descriptor. But it, it does indeed work and apropos at moments. This is not a, a sugar cookie kind of sweet. No. This is not a dark fruit kind of sweet. This is a little bit different. It does remind me of baking spice and of Christmas. That's where I'm at with this. Uh, this is actually quite enjoyable, the J.W. Kelly uh, right here. And you can find this, uh, at least from the people over at Drizzly. They, they deliver you drinks. How is Drizzly not a sponsor of Eat, Drink, Smoke? I've been asking that question every day for at least the last 100 days. Well, rightfully so. Um, this is $52 a bottle. Now, I say to you that for the right person, yes. I would first try this at your local bar. If they've got the J.W. Kelly, the single barrel, uh, and it's also the double oaked, I would be trying this at your local bar before I made a decision about whether or not it was in my liquor cabinet. That is not to say it can't be. This is lovely, but it is, it is big on sweetness. It, 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 to me, I will say there's a touch syrupy. There's a thickness, a richness uh, to this. But I, can, I could appreciate if someone liked it, but it wasn't their liquor cabinet go-to, right? It wasn't their, their special event thing. It's just unique and fun, and they're glad they tried it. I think that this is much more a a specialized palate type of thing. 
At $55, $60 a bottle, I would hesitate to buy it. I'm always looking for that value, and we've had plenty of bourbons in the $30 to $45 mm-hmm. a bottle range that I think are better, but this is very pleasant. And what's weird is uh, Brian, who's one of the guys who takes care of us here at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana, and they're in Houston, where you hear us on KSEV, um, he says when people are talking Blantons, I push them to the J.W. Kelly single barrel. I need to do a side-by-side to figure out where he's going with that. I trust Brian, but that's an interesting way uh, to look at it. And you would, you would have to call that work. I would. My job is so awesome. <laughs> the J.W. Kelly, this is the single barrel, the old Milford bourbon uh, at 109 proof. This is worth checking out. Next time you're at the, uh, the, the local bar, check out the J.W. Kelly. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke seems that everything we have talked about regarding the restaurant world, we're about to find out whether or not we were right. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. Great to be with you. Tony Katz, that is America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, New York, more restrictions. Indiana, where we live, more restrictions, and that's going to be on a county-to-county basis. Uh, more and more states, because we're seeing this, this rise in coronavirus cases, and uh, we don't talk the politics of, of coronavirus, just there's a, a real worry that I certainly have, and a lot of people have, about what it's going to do. Never mind what it does to people, like lockdowns. What it's doing to business and what it's doing to bars and restaurants. I mean, I'm worried. I'm flat out concerned for these people, really and truly am. But one of the things that we've been discussing out is where that casual dining experience goes. Because people will still, if they're going to go out, they're going to spend their money higher or they're doing quick serve. McDonald's is now investing crazy dollars in how they speed up their drive through. Their stock price, I mean, we don't don't ever come to me for stock advice. <laughs> oh, please, please, dear God, don't ever come to me for stock advice. One day I should tell you my, my stock car stories. Just don't do it. But the stock price is, is through the roof. It's because so many people have been going quick serve because they trust the food coming out of the out of the thing, and you were the first one fingers to explain that to me that people were utilizing things like DoorDash and Dr- and Grubhub, right, for fast food. I was like that, that's insane. But between that and the drive through window, it's been very good for them. Yeah, and we've seen on in the last several weeks different fast food restaurants having deals where they're giving away free food if you get their app right so people are gravitating to these fast food restaurants using the apps being able to get in and out in a hurry and that's another reason why you're seeing restaurants like mcdonald's saying okay we got to speed things up because the competition is fierce yeah and one of the one the reason i i start with this is that in depending on the state you're starting to see curfews you have to be closed by midnight. You have to be closed by 10 because, as we know, coronavirus only comes out after 10 p.m. <laughs> Clearly, it's, it's, it's like Goonie, Gremlins. It's not Goonies. Completely different movie. Um, the damage done by not having those two hours uh, and when, when everyone's riding razor thin, I, I, I will admit to you I'm worried. But as we've seen, people are making changes to try and expand their offerings and find ways to make those offerings work for them. And Pizza Hut went the Beyond Meat route. Now, this goes back to McDonald's because McDonald's tried Beyond Meat. You know, the Impossible Burger, it's, it's not really a burger. It's absolutely terrible for you, but people, you know, swear by it because, hey, look, it's not meat. We're saving the planet. I get. I don't want to mock those people, but that's what they're saying. That's, that's what I assume. They're saying, I want a burger, and I want to be left alone. Was that your imitation of them, by the way? Because it was I, spot I guess. on. 
I guess it was, and I. There's a part of me that feels bad, and a part of me that feels really good about it. You know, it's 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 that push pull that sometimes exists in your life. If only our listeners could have seen your arms waving up in the air as you were doing the impression. Like I didn't care, everybody. That's how they were waving in the air. So McDonald's tried Beyond Meat, and that stock price has also been doing solid things. And what they determined is. And they, they tried it in, like, Canadian markets. And what they determined was, no, nah, we could do it better. And so now they have McPlant. They're making their own meatless burger. And that is, that is sending everybody crazy. Like, if they get it right, that's going to be huge that they're not reliant on Beyond Meat. Pizza Hut went with Beyond Meat, and they're going to have this plant-based sausage that's now on their pizzas. Fingers Malloy as the expert in all sausage things. How do you feel? Gonna let that slide. Uh, listen, a McPlant burger? I don't McWant it. It <laughs> sounds terrible. You know, Burger King was doing it, and they, I believe they're still doing it with the Whopper. And I yeah, think Impossible can, Whopper. I think you can kind of get away with it with a Whopper because if you get a Whopper with everything on it, there's so much slop on top right. of a Whopper. They throw all that mayonnaise on it, the, the, the mustard and ketchup, and they don't skimp on it. So it can be pretty much any meat-like product in that sandwich and with the cheese and everything you'll just bite into it and you may not notice much of a difference uh but on a pizza you'll notice yeah uh, uh, weirdly enough you know we're, as as we do the show we do it out in the open we do it in a cigar lounge so Roth from greek's pizza is 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 right there kind of staring at us uh-huh. and he he has like a series of uh he's like a whole franchise of pizzerias greek's pizzeria here here in indianapolis and i think he heard us talking about plant-based meat on a pizza and uh now now he's getting out of the pizza business <laughs> he just quit he we said just, if, that's, if that's the way we're going we just got a big thumbs down <laughs> we, we can't have that meanwhile well, just get a vegetable pizza get a veggie lover's delight but no, but that's, no, that's not the same. If they wanted veggies, they'd get veggies. They want their meat to be made of veggies. Uh, okay. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. The greatest story I ever heard about uh, the whole idea of the, the, the Impossible Burger was my rabbi. I kid you not, said, I am so looking forward to this because finally I can try a cheeseburger. And I said, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Right? Uh, you don't mix meat with milk. It's, it's biblical. People, I'll get into it with you another time. I want to be able to try a cheeseburger. That's, got, that's like, that was great. Yeah. That was so, that was so culture shockish in, in every way. I, I loved it to death. And God bless him for having the willpower and the restraint not to just say to himself, oh, I can have one. Right? Yeah, that's, that's the difference between believing and not. <laughs> I, I think that's the difference between following the rules and not following the rules. You got to actually be committed. If you want to oh. call yourself rabbi, it, you may actually have to commit. Okay. I'm a, you know, <laughs> listen, I'm just living in an America 2020. Rules schmools. <laughs> Who needs them? Speaking of people making changes, Chipotle, which has been through hell and back, because it was Chipotle a few years ago that had to deal with. They, they, they had this issue and, and this was a problem with their food and they couldn't get the, the romaine right and they were shutting down. It was madness going on. They have opened what they call their first digital only restaurant. It's a lobby 
like almost hotel-esque lobby style. It's for off-premise orders and food pickup, but you still can see into the kitchen, see everybody making the, the stuff. And, oh, you can get the experience, but nobody wants you there. Now, this is the exact same thing that's happening with a, another pizzeria, Lumanati's, which is based out of Chicago. And they came to near where, where I live and opened up a place, only carry out, only delivery. No seats. This is the way they're going so they can get into more urban areas, more dense areas, and still have a presence without the seating. I got to assume that restaurants are going to love this model. People will buy in. Well, yeah. And with labor prices, you know, the, the, the wage costs continuing to, to go up, this is going to be an option for fast food restaurants. But it reminds me, it's like a 2020 version of the Automat. Back in the 50s, remember, you'd walk in, you'd put the, the quarters, and you'd open up the glass door and pull the food out. Right. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Yeah, but, I mean, you, they still make the food for you. It's not like it, the egg salad's yeah. just sitting there. <laughs> waiting. To, uh, this, again, goes back to how we started the conversation. All of this, they're trying to figure out how to survive in a COVID world. But that survival in a COVID world takes out a lot of human element. And I don't mind growth, and I don't mind, you know... Innovation, I'm all down. I'm 100% in favor of it. But I recognize what's happening. The people have been forced to close and they're, they're losing their livelihoods. And these changes, which are coming from a corporate level, which make perfect sense, but take out a human element and take out a whole worker. That's, that's a thing. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your bourbon, cigar, foodie, radio extravaganza. I am Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Find the podcast if you're not already listening to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, at Amazon Music, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. Just look for Eat, Drink, Smoke and write a review and leave a five-star review. This is the J.W. Kelly that we're reviewing. It is the Old Milford Single Barrel Select. And on a cube, this thing takes on a whole new life. This is a whole new bourbon just one well not even a big cube not a big rock not a sphere one ice chip that's all it took this is 109 proof so you would think it's 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 a big one it's sweet on the nose there's a bit of oak as fingers was describing but on the palate it was very very syrupy it was very sweet and couldn't really denote where the sweetness was a lot of christmas flavoring right. for me was in there a lot of oak was in there for fingers and then we moved it to a chip and on the chip, half of the sweetness is gone. And what you're left with is a bourbon you actually want. I would still recommend, Fingers, you go to your local bar and you try it there first. But I, 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 it was nice, neat. On the chip, with a little bit of cool in there, that's splendid. Well, of course, the, the chip, as it's melting, has kind of taken that syrupy texture away. It's taken some of the sweetness away. It's brought out a little bit more of the wood. And oddly enough for me, it's brought out a little bit more of the sting. It's like yes. it's taken away some of the of the, the sweetness, but the sting it's is It's like there. the heat of the proof being at 109 is now amplified because the sweetness is diminished, which is really weird. You don't, you don't normally get that. J.W. Kelly, now I'm telling you, you got to try it. Before, it really was about your palate. It, this is one of the rarer ones I've seen that where really the cube changes the, the profile so completely. Uh, let's get to the news of the week, Fingers Malloy. What's up? Oh, Tony. What, what, what? The, the coronavirus. What's that? 
you know how we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks how it's impacting businesses, the economy, and now how businesses are doing business. Well, Ticketmaster, you a fan of Ticketmaster? I'm not a concert guy, so I have never gotten wrapped up into all of the fees things that Ticketmaster has supposedly done, the problems what have you. I know Live Nation has given them the real run for their money now, which is the first time in a long time. Right. So, you know, the Ticketmaster, you go get your concert tickets there. Uh, the pre-concert checklist for music fans is about to get more complicated as Ticketmaster is planning to check the coronavirus vaccination status of concert goers prior to shows once a treatment is approved, according to Billboard magazine. How do they propose to do such nonsense and not violate my privacy. The ticketing giant plans to have customers use their cell phones to verify their inoculation or whether they've tested negative for the virus within a 24 to 72 hour window, according to an exclusive Can report. Can I still go to the concert if I have hepatitis? Uh, well, How about uh, chlamydia? How many things can I start naming and asking a question of things that you can pass around? And I'm not a doctor, people. I just play one on TV. How many things can I name? They're going to sit here and I have to give them my records? They're out of their head. We've lost our minds. We've lost our minds. How are you? You know what? I, I take it all back. I take it all back because there are people who are so willing to go to a show. They will, they will do anything. You want them to turn and cough? They'll do yeah. it for you. <laughs> Just, whatever. Just please let me see a concert. Yeah. I'm totally wrong. I just turned myself around. Wow. Right there. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm the one who's irate about it. And then I started thinking about how people are going to look at it. They're going to be like, yeah, I just want to see a show. I've man. often wondered what point counterpoint would look like if one person hosted it. And oh, I think I just saw it. To drive with me in the back seat <laughs> and see what happens. Oh, that makes me sad. Well, Next. No, you're, you're right that people are willing to wrap themselves in bubble wrap, do whatever they can do to go see a show. I'll tell you what else people are willing to do. Uh, in France, they're willing to throw their children over a six-foot fence to get them inside of the Single school. most incredible and what the hell and perfectly 2020 story <laughs> I have ever heard. An elementary school in France had to ban late-arriving parents from hurling their kids over its closed gate when dropping them off. Some tardy moms and dads were literally throwing their children over the six-foot fence outside of the Le Francais uh, school that's, in that's, France. That's not how it's City, said. France. That's, that's, that's I wasn't not, even going to attempt. That, that, that is not the French there. They're late, and they say to the kid, okay, go have a nice day. And then I, I, I assume it's, it's the standard hand on the collar, hand on the belt loop. <laughs> and then one... And the two, and oopsie daisy. Well, unfortunately, they don't have a picture of the warning sign that they put up outside the gate. Educators they put up a warning sign. Put up posters at the school's entrance depicting an adult throwing a kid over a fence with the words "attention danger." Which, to me, I would think as a pedestrian, it's nice of them to have warning signs out there to be aware of uh, flying children. Right, flying and... No, no, they're falling children. Gravity works even in France. What do you say? What's left to say? You know what? I, I don't want people hurting their children. But if you're willing to throw your kid over a fence for the sake of education, let's see what happens. 
I don't know. There comes a moment where the rest of us have to just sit back and allow people to learn. I just don't want the kids getting hurt. There's just so many of these crazy stories in 2020 revolving around kids and schools and parents struggling with the notion of having to stay at home during lockdowns and keep their kids can't go to school and daycare and this whole thing. They've lost so so much control of their faculties. They thought throwing their kid over a fence to no one is the answer. Apparently toddler tossing is the answer in France. That's a website. I'm sure it is. I'm not looking for it. I do not need that in my search history. Kroger, Tony, is hosting an ultimate bourbon auction to raise money for Dare to Care. Yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. Uh, bourbons up for auction include the 2020 Van Winkle Collection Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. And is this Michter's? Yeah. 25-year Now, I've heard it pronounced as Michter's as, as, as well. So this is going on through November 18th. So depending on when you hear this, you still have time to go... Uh, check it out. If you want to view it online, um, you know what? We should just put the the link up on the Facebook page, Facebook facebook.com slash eat drink smoke, and we'll put the link up there. Uh, it's 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 very very cool. Um, and here, do you want me to browse all the items or just the, the featured items? Right. So here's a hundred dollar a ticket raffle for a Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve twenty three. I actually did an auction, a bourbon auction, and the price we got for the Pappy 23 was $5,500, $6,500. Nice. Right? That's the price I commanded. You know, I, I was the auctioneer, and uh, that, that's what it came at. You get three bottles of Old Fitzgerald bottled in bond, uh, the 15, the 13, and the 9. The current bid is $1,725. This is very, very cool. Five bottles, 2020 Buffalo Trace Antique Collection, George T. Stagg, uh, the, the Weller, the Thomas Handy, the Eagle Rare 17, the Sazerac 18. Right now, the bid is $8,100. Wow. I mean, you were an auctioneer at a bourbon auction for charity. How seriously are these people? How, how, how seriously do they take it when they come to an auction You know, oh, looking to get some classic I bourbon? Think- Part of the weird problem, and we should really get into this with some people, is that you can find the bottle, and the bottle's relatively priced, but it's so rare that places sometimes only get one or two. And once they get onto the secondary market, the prices are insane. And that's where it explodes and and grows. This is an Angel's Envy finished in Japanese uh, Minzanara oak casks. Angel's Envy, finished in these casts, the bid is $2,100. And who knows what it's going to be when people eventually look at it. Do you drink it when you buy a bottle that's two dollars If $5, you don't, $1. you're a damn fool. Unless you have the p- purpose of creating a collection that you're gonna, then going to sell for your kid's graduation, you better dang well drink it. And you better drink it with really, really good friends or by yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. You almost forget that Thanksgiving is almost upon us. I mean, things have been moving so weird because of coronavirus. I mean, we had elections, coronavirus. Remember, we started 2020 with the impeachment of Donald Trump. I mean, that's how insane of a year it has been. It is eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. But Thanksgiving is upon us. And of course, now who knows if people are going to be getting together and virtual Thanksgivings and all that. But there is Fingers Malloy. 
one of the most upsetting maps I have ever seen. And everyone right now is looking at, you know, election maps. No, not me. I am looking at the map of America that shows the most popular Thanksgiving sides. Okay. And this map is bothersome. Why and is it covered with pumpkin spice? No. Oh, no. That's good. That, that would be fine. Um, there's something happening where we live, Indiana, that I do not understand. And next week, we're going to prove whether or not it's true. So when I say to you, Fingers Malloy, Thanksgiving sides, what say you? What to you is a side? A mashed potatoes. Okay. Let's stop right there. Washington State. California, Nevada, Montana, I think that's Colorado, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Illinois, all mashed potatoes. All of them are mashed potatoes, and Connecticut. So that was a very, very good choice. Um, uh, uh, what else? What else you got? What else you got well, in for there? Thanksgiving, uh, especially for Thanksgiving, maybe cranberry sauce? Well, cranberry sauce, I don't know if people consider that an actual side. I think that's just something that you have, but New Hampshire did have cranberry sauce, so at least you're still on on the board. Give me another one. Go on. Go anyone. Sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes. Who doesn't love sweet potatoes? Tennessee, it's a sweet potato casserole. In Alabama, I'm sorry, Mississippi, it's baked sweet potatoes, right? Smart and good. Now, some of them, I will admit, I didn't consider them sides. Wyoming said brown gravy. What? I don't know. I don't know. That's a side. No. Right? In, that's nothing. Arkansas said white gravy. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what white gravy uh, is at all. A couple places said rolls. Missouri and Oklahoma. The roll was the side. And Iowa, it was corn. Then there were what I would consider to be the more offbeat sides. The green bean casserole. Your beloved Michigan. Yeah. With the green, green bean, bean casserole. casserole's big in Michigan. Ohio. Green bean casserole. In Kentucky, it was the broccoli casserole. Never had broccoli casserole. I actually want to try it. That sounds exciting to me. In Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, and Delaware, it was mac and cheese. Interesting. I I, listen, I like mac and cheese as a side, but when I think Thanksgiving sides, mac and cheese doesn't hop to the top of the list for me. You had to get to my roots, my northeast roots, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Massachusetts, Vermont, Rhode Island, it was stuffing. Stuffing okay. is a side. Alabama, however, calls it dressing, and I give them the point. That's exactly <laughs> what to call it. Indiana. Now, I, I want to say before, before we go any further, uh, I, I love living in, in Indiana. And, and if you're driving in your car while I say this, uh, hands on 10 and 2. I, I need you to, to live through what I'm about to say to you. Or... I need you immediately to get onto the Facebook page, facebook.com slash eat, drink, smoke, and explain to me how this is possible. The Thanksgiving side for the great state of Indiana, the Hoosier State. Go ahead, guess. Tenderloins. It is not the pork tenderloin, which when done right is delicious. No, 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 no. Deviled eggs. No. No, that's a lie. Fake news. The map does not lie. I have absolutely... Now, Full disclosure, I love deviled eggs. Me too. I have never heard of a deviled egg side for Thanksgiving. I don't know what to do with it, and I demand to find Thanksgiving deviled egg recipes so I can try them. Listen, I love deviled eggs, but when you're putting your plate together on Thanksgiving and you're coming up with a list like this of, okay, what's the number one side? And if you've got the whole spread all to yourself, you grab the turkey, 
the first thing you're grabbing, it's not the deviled eggs. So that could it be an appetizer? Like when you get there, there's like a cheese plate, and like you know, and then there's there's a deviled egg plate. No, the, the deviled egg is for one reason and one reason only on a Thanksgiving plate, and that is your plate is so full and you only have about two inches left to put something on your plate and a deviled egg fits perfectly in the little space, empty space left on a plate. So you use it for balance. It's a counterweight to all the other things you've done. Now, if you told me that the side was a scotch egg, I'd believe it. I love scotch eggs. Do you ever make those at home, though? I mean, that seems like it would be kind of a a pain in the neck. It's a a little rough. Basically, you, you take pork sausage and you kind of pound it out and you mix it with some breadcrumbs, a little bit of flour in there, you mix it with some eggs, and then you take the, these hard-boiled eggs and you create a, a patty around the hard-boiled egg and then you cook it. Right. And so, it, it, actually, I take it back. I don't even think it's a hard-boiled egg. I think that you want to get a little bit of the runny of the egg in there so you end up cooking the whole egg inside this, this, this meat patty cocoon. Yeah. And it's, it's sensational. Depending when on what you're right, dipping it's sauce. That you have, you know, some there's a little bit of a kick. Dipping sauce. If it can't stand on its own, it's not worth eating. It's not. That's science. Honestly, it, do you eat, for example, a Chick-fil-A nugget for the nugget or for the sauce? Oh, the Chick-fil-A sauce. You're dead to me. <laughs> you dead, can get you the Chick-fil-A sauce not only for the chicken, but for the fries as well. You got to dip the, the waffle fries in the Chick-fil-A sauce. You know what? Better I should give you my recipe for pumpkin pie shots, which you can have this Thanksgiving. You hate me. Here's the recipe right here for the pumpkin pie shot. Mixthatdrink.com with with the the recipes. Would would you like it? No, but go ahead. It's 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 got a little Bailey's uh, in there as as well. Um, here here it is. You need a half ounce Irish cream, Uh a half ounce amaretto. And a quarter ounce of cinnamon sh- schnapps. Schnapps. Hot schnapps? cinnamon schnapps? Like hot damn? Oh, man, you, can make, you can use fireball for all I care. Irish cream, amaretto, and fireball? Honestly, your college day is coming back to you, and people want you to serve this for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that drink would be sponsored by Awful. I have, I, I have just, a, a, just a ton of, of drinks, that mixed drinks that people are doing uh, for, for Do the Do you holidays. become more of a mixologist? During the holidays, do you get a little fancier with your drinks than you would during, uh, you know, a, a typical? I didn't grow June up with any weekend. drinking in my house at all. I so. mean, no, no, they, they weren't teetotalers. They just we were eaters. I mean, look at me. <laughs> I, I I am what we call in the business zoftig. By the way, I only hope I'm the first person on radio to use the word zoftig. I'm duck duck going that as we speak. Z a f t i g. Oh, no, I mean, we, there, there was liquor in the house, but we weren't big drinkers. No, no one made mixed drinks for, for anything. Oh, my mom, every holiday would make... Really? Oh, she would get a punch bowl, and she would... Empty it out, and then everyone put their keys in it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the person that was sober enough <laughs> at the end of the evening who found their keys was the one that was able to drive home. I'm kidding. That never happened. But, no, you, she would get a punch bowl, and she would get two containers of vanilla ice cream and put it in the punch bowl and then take two big bottles of Kahlua and just pour it over the ice cream and let it melt and put a ladle in the middle and that was her Christmas drink. All for her? Well, 
the holidays can be pretty stressful, Tony. <laughs> Sometimes you need a punch bowl of hooch. There was nothing else? Nothing no, to give it a little? melted vanilla ice cream with Kahlua. I, I, I'm not so sure that's a mixed drink. Listen, I'm no expert, but I don't think that's a no? mixed drink. We are trying that next week, too. Deviled egg recipes. And we are trying ice cream and Kahlua. Fingers Mom's homemade punch, which is vanilla ice cream and Kahlua. You know what? That's happening. Okay. We the video will be on, on, on our Facebook page now. As for the bourbon, the J.W. Kelly, 109 proof. The J.W. Kelly Old Milford Straight Bourbon Whiskey Single Barrel Select uh, on a cube. This plays well. It keeps getting better and better. And now it's, I'm getting a hint of butterscotch. You all, you, you, I don't know what to say. Hold on. That oak is still there, but it just, it, that ice really opened it up. Just that one ice chip. It was just a chip. That's all we did. This is a great one to play with. Try it neat. Try it on the chip. But try it at your local bar first. The J.W. Kelly Single Barrel Select Bourbon. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Sometimes names are deceiving. And when people see God of Fire, when we talk about cigars, they think big and they think bold and they think strong and they think full-bodied. Not necessarily. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't have flavor. And this mistake gets made all the time. And that's why we are on the God of Fire Siri Anniversario Anniversario from 2017, it's Eat, Drink, Smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. And this right here is the 2017. This is a very, very creamy, enjoyable smoke that is in that mild to medium place. But you see God of Fire. And you're all of a sudden, people are like, oh my gosh. And you know, they're just expecting this big, bold thing. Not necessarily true. This is an Ecuadorian sun-grown wrapper. Comes out of uh, the Dominican and with a Dominican filler uh, as well from the Arturo Fuente people. This is some very, very lovely stuff. And it comes in a series of, of, of shapes. This one right here is the, uh, I think this is, is this the six and a half? Or the... No, I'm, is this the 56 or the 54? I'm going to, I think that's the 56. This is the six and a half by 56, yeah. which means it's six and a half inches long. Tee Always makes them laugh. And 56 is the ring gauge, how thick it is around. Tee Right? So a full, a 64 ring gauge would be a full inch around. This does not feel like a honker. This could actually, for me, use a touch more weight. I'm often saying that. But in terms of in the hand, this feels very, very Right, and this also has a Salomon shape, so it has this. It's not. A, it's not a pyramid, right? It's not coming to a tip. It's more kind of floating in in its shape uh, there on, on the cap, and the and the foot itself came down just a touch, but not to a real hard pinpoint. Yeah, you could really. You could probably go with the V cut or a straight cut with this, Tony, don't you think? But yeah. I think the straight cut is fine with this. Right. With, with, with a pyramid and some of the ones that come a little tighter, a little more to a tip, I think you do like the V cut. Basically, we're talking about cutting into the cigar when, when you cut it to get a better draw on that. Um, this, absolutely a straight cut and a very, very slight one. When we talked about it, we are not getting into the full 
thick of the cigar, the full 56 ring gauge. When it tapers down, we're staying within that taper to do the cut. Now, that's also going to concentrate the draw, right, as you're breathing in because you've got a smaller space that you're dealing with. Sometimes people will use a punch uh, in, in, on, a, on, a, on a regular cigar to get that more intense draw. This is doing it all by itself. But the flavor profile here, the flavor profile here is just lovely, lovely as can be. A little bit of nut, a little bit of creaminess. And this is one of those cigars where you get to notice the mediumness of it as you go on. It's not that I think that the flavors so much change as you go. It's that the intensity does grow. So when we talk about cigars, we break it into thirds. First of all, get yourself a notebook. Write down what you ate that day. Write down what the weather was. We'll all change how a cigar feels to you. Seriously, go write this stuff down. You don't need fancy apps, although if we had an app, we would tell you to buy our app. Right. When we get the Eat, Drink, Smoke Cigar app, uh, it, it, will, it will only be $49.95. <laughs> it will not be $49.95. And, but a notebook does the job. A notebook does the job. So write down what you ate, write down what the weather is, and then write down what you're experiencing. Now, we're just in the first third right now. We've really just uh, started uh, this cigar, but this is easy, easy, easy to smoke. Getting those like, like wood notes from it. It's creamy. I kind of, uh, I don't know if you would call it earthy, uh, but it's, no, I, wouldn't. I wouldn't call it. It's, it's like a, a little bit of a grit, but it's, it's to me anyway. But it's, it's very smooth and... Earthy for me is always when you get into, first of all, that, that smell of fresh earth. That, that it's, not, it's almost a, it's not manure, right? I'm not talking about that. But that fresh earth kind of thing. And it, it feels very full on the palate and in the mouth. That's what I'm talking about This is more of a wood here. I'm getting. I, Are you? I, yeah, but it, the, th- the funny thing is I, I do, you know, at times take a peek at what other people say about a cigar when we do a review and one review said that you get fig off of this and i'm not seeing that at all are you no no but 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 again think of what that that could mean how how else that that plays right you're getting you get a little bit of wood off of this i'm getting a very very easy i'm getting a very light kind of kind of breeze off off of this cigar one of the few cigars that you could do anytime. This could be your breakfast cigar. And I'm not, the, I don't often do breakfast cigars. My life doesn't uh, allow for it. It's just not the way I usually feel about things. But this uh, could work. I think fig, like, uh, a fig is a, is a, is, can be very rich. A fig can be very, um, very, very full in the mouth. So if the, if the creaminess can bring somebody to a fig, I think that's, that's pretty interesting. I think that's, that's possible. But for me, that would be a reach if I was explaining it to another person. I've heard people talk about when, you, when you're the type of person who smokes multiple cigars a day, that they would start off with their morning coffee with a mild cigar and then build up in strength as they go uh, on with their day. Do you, is that something you do? If you, do, if you decide, okay, I'm, this is going to be a day where I'm going to have a few cigars, I'll start off mild and then... It's specifically to the idea of the morning cigar, but maybe don't think of it as morning. Don't think of it as waking up at 7.30 and having a, having a cigar. Think of it as your first cigar of the day. Let's say it's going to be a two-cigar day. Am I starting with something lighter than heavier? Well, it really depends on where I'm going to be later in the day because maybe later in the day is when I want it to be lighter. I don't want something. I just want to be able to enjoy, and I don't want it to be as hard-hitting. Maybe the day's weather is so perfect for me because I, I am so weather-dependent on cigars. 
it so makes a difference to me. It makes sense to me because we talked about it before with me and, and bourbon. It's the same way. Mm-hmm. I, there's a fall bourbon for me. There's a, there's a summer bourbon, summer drink. I'll give you another one that's true. Wind. If it's a windy day, I'm not pulling out my higher end stuff. If I'm going to be outside and smoking it, I'm not, I'm not going to risk that. In the same way, I wouldn't do it on a golf course. Is this a golf course cigar? No. This is for after the course because you're going to be spending near $30 a stick on the God of Fire anniversary, anniversario uh, for 2017. Is it worth it? That's a unique question. And the answer is that it should be a cigar that you try to show yourself that when you see God of Fire, you're not just getting this big, bold thing, but there are there are people really thinking about unique ways, then yes, it's worth the splurge. I totally agree with you. This is not a golf course cigar. You'll feel sick to your stomach if you drop it in a sand trap or you, you, you drop it in your yep. golf court uh, cart runs over it. But this is the kind of stick that I would love to sit on uh, the, the deck at the golf course after it's over and watch the Masters. So, so to, to answer the question of is this a, a, a morning cigar, what if this is the end-of-the-day cigar that you're having with a late-night cup of coffee or with an espresso? With the, this will go wonderfully with that kind of thing, with a sweeter bourbon, uh, for sure. So, yes, you can start your day with this, I think, very, very well. But this is the kind of cigar you can end the day with as well, and this is the kind of cigar that if, you're, if, if you need to have a cigar with the boss... Yeah. If, if, if you're having somebody over who you want to enjoy with, but they're not always a cigar smoker, but they understand, this is the kind of cigar that you can make happen, the God of Fire. This is quite all right, my kids. You should check it out for yourself. This is the 2017 Anniversario right here, and this is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So once Fingers Malloy got himself a grill, he has considered himself a grill master. He got himself one of them fancy aprons that said kiss the cook and and he doesn't let anybody near it. And he learned the art of the reverse sear and he has been impossible to deal with ever since. Don't even drink smoke. Don't even look at my grill. No, don't. Don't don't, don't touch it. Don't look at it. Do Do you shine it with a diaper? A diaper? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Shine it with a diaper? I've never heard that before. It's not that it's filled. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy right there. Um, and if you follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke, there'll be videos of him reverse searing burgers, which is his new favorite thing, and finding new things he can cook and he can smoke and do it all with. And, and me, um, I have absolute grill paralysis. I have yet to buy one. We got to get you a grill, Tony. Paralysis. I'm, I'm at an absolute loss. I can't figure out what I want. You, do please. I want pellet? Do I want the, the, the green egg thing? Do I want charcoal? Do I just want natural gas or propane? Oh. And just leave me alone and let me add heat to meat and then eat. Oh. See, we've Honestly, had this- that's the new show. Heat, meat, eat. <laughs> But we've had this discussion before. The reason why I reverse sear my, my burgers, my steaks, my Hot Pockets is because <laughs> it extends the cook time. I can sit outside, enjoy a cigar while I'm cooking, and it's a very pleasant experience. I want to see you do a Hot Pocket on the grill. Okay. Challenge accepted. Be done this weekend. Look forward to at the Eat, Drink, Smoke Facebook page. So I bring this up because we've often talked about, you know, how the proper way to do a steak and I, of course, I, I like grilling a steak. I am a big fan of cast iron with a steak. I have had amazing, amazing results 
that way. This took place on TikTok, which is a social media app meant for 12-year-olds. <laughs> and on this app, and I'm showing you the video maybe for the first time, these people have a two-slice toaster. You know, like you put the two slices of bread in. Oh. Up, and in each slice, they put um, steak. Those are steaks inside the, uh, the, the toaster. And that's how they did the steak. Now, my question is, uh, first of all, uh, what level of hell is this woman going to? And then secondly, <laughs> is there actually, can you do a steak in a toaster oven? In a toaster oven, yes. A toaster? I don't see it. I mean, a toaster oven, you can crank it up to broil 500 degrees. I mean, how hot does a toaster get? I, I wouldn't think it would get any hotter than than. 250? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's got to cook anything all the way through. I think it's got the weirdest grill marks you ever saw. And then on top of it, shame on this person if they bought a good steak, a fine quality cut of meat, and threw it in a toaster. That's your worry. Well, yeah, because even think about it. Even It would be even Angus. worse. Yes. Angus. <laughs> It would be even worse if you threw... Is that Kobe? <laughs> Can you imagine that, how it would it would taste if you got a cheap cut of steak and put it in a toaster? Can you imagine how tough that would be? I got to imagine that no matter what you did in a bread toaster, it would be tough and terrible. I just... Okay, this is this is just a TikTok thing. It's like, okay, let me see how many clicks I can get. I, I, cause there yeah, are- but now I'm curious. Now I want to know. Okay, so now what we have to do. Right. Another video. I mean, it's not like we have to invest a lot of money. And, and what kind of great job is this that we're even throwing this out there? That, this okay, has this to is, happen. This is work. Uh, we go get ourselves a $15 toaster and right. we get a couple of steaks. That we, We're never going to use the toaster again. We like, just, like a Hamilton Beach kind of yeah, thing. And by the thing. way, fine brand be great sponsors of the Eat, Drink, Smoke radio show, wouldn't exactly. it? Exactly. But we'll just, because all the, all the, the juice going to the bottom oh God, of that toaster. Mind, don't do it. You're going to set the thing on fire. I didn't even think of that. You're gonna set the toaster on fire. You're yeah, gonna get yourself outside. killed. We do it outside on concrete. We have we have we have safety precautions. It's electric, you fool! Well, no, it's all ball bearings nowadays. All I saw was steak in toaster. It said "must try," and then realized death trap. This is deep. <laughs> this is what they're trying to do. Is they're trying to knock off the weak. Oh, That's what's happening no, here with your social oh, media this apps. This is where we are at 2020, where men are worried about putting steaks in toasters. Back in the day, Grandpa <laughs> used to throw steaks in toasters, didn't worry about it. Now we're all worried about safety. <laughs> <laughs> we are weak. And then when the thing sets on fire, we should get on, on Facebook Live and say, they should put warning labels on these things. <laughs> He told me I couldn't put a steak in a toaster. I saw it on TikTok. Hold on, I gotta catch my breath. <laughs> Guinness. <laughs> Best segue in America, people. What, you think you're a radio professional? You know nothing. Guinness has started to put out some new beers. Now, we talk about the kitsch of beers. We talk about when people try and do all sorts of things and they try to pumpkin spice their beer, everything else. And no, this is interesting. The Open Gate Brewery in Baltimore, they have a barrel-aged gingerbread spiced stout. This is from the Guinness Open Gate Brewery. So I got to tell you, I, I, I don't keep up with beer as much as I keep up with other things. 
I didn't know there were breweries in the U.S. for Guinness. Mm-hmm. I, 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 this is the first it's, I knew I about believe it. it's that brewery and that brewery alone. And that one alone. Okay. Yeah. The idea of a gingerbread spice stout, I'd try that. Now, I have a love for stouts, and I do enjoy a good Guinness. Um, I'm willing to give that a go. I don't know why that appeals to me. I don't know why that appeals to you either. It shouldn't? Uh, listen, everybody's got their thing in life. I, I have been a fan of Guinness for two decades. I love Guinness. Uh, it's one of my go-tos. When I'm at a bar and there's nothing on tap that I want, because most of the time when you go into a bar nowadays, there will be 11 beers on tap, and nine of them will be IPAs. Okay, the, the one thing Fingers and I have in common. I, I don't understand IPA love. I don't get it. I, I just, I don't know what you're all doing. I don't know what it is you enjoy. It's, 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 it's hoppy hell, man. Yeah. I can't. I can't. And, th- and there are some good beers out there. Every now and then you'll try one. You're like, hmm, that's pretty interesting. But a- as a standard, no. I need it to be lagers. I need it to be in those ambers. I need those stouts. I need to be thick. I need to be able to chew the beer. Yeah, I'm a stout porter guy. And right. for stouts... Uh, you know, you can monkey a little bit with a stout. Like an oatmeal stout is pretty good. Sure. A coffee stout, a, a, a chocolate stout. Man, when you start getting into like these spicy, like you know, gingerbread, I, I, I'm not sure if I'd be a fan of it just because I don't know if they would play well together. But clearly they must because Guinness, that's... The idea of a, of a Guinness stout having that gingerbread flavoring, it just, I don't know if it's going to work in application. But in its head works. Something about that comes together really, really well and works in my mind that I'm willing to give that a try. And maybe it's because I, I give Guinness the benefit of the doubt, which is so right. strange. There are some brands I wouldn't, I wouldn't give them any kind of leeway whatsoever. I give Guinness the benefit of the doubt that they won't screw with me. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm willing to try it just because it's a Guinness, where if I saw some other microbrew make that, I, I don't think I would try it. Someone uh, talked me into at a local liquor store. I wanted to try something different. They gave me a peanut butter porter, and it was god-awful. Yeah, but I know people who love those kinds of things, and I get that that's kitchen, not for me, and, and, and to the individual. It's so interesting that I wouldn't... Uh, you're right. If, if it was a name I didn't know, I would pass immediately. For Guinness, I'm willing to give it a go. That Now, that's branding, right? Right. That you have faith in them to do it right because they usually do it right. Even when they put it in a can, they figured it out. They figured it out, and it works, and it's fantastic, and you get that, that thickness, that richness. That's going to happen. Steak and a toaster, not so much. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. Tony Katz, that is Fingers Malloy, America's favorite amateur drinker. Be sure to find the podcast and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever fine podcasts are sold. It's a review of the God of Fire, Anniversario from 2017. And into the second third of this, this is a six and a half by 56 cigar. This is lovely and easy and enjoyable. Very, very much so. Those creams are, are there. A, a touch of nutty, a touch of leather. Those are flavors that I actually uh, very, very much enjoy. But I usually equate with Nicaraguan uh, cigars. This with an Ecuadorian sun-grown wrapper. And as, as Dominican, uh, where it comes from, a Dominican filler. Very, very enjoyable. The nutty notes that you're talking about. For me, really didn't start coming out until the second third of the cigar. 
uh, but very pleasant, uh, even draw. I mean, it's it's well constructed, very yeah. pleasant, easy smoke. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about the wrapper in and of itself. It's 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 a nice oily uh, bit to it. There's a little bit of vein running uh, through here, but not much. Uh, but you, what you're going to get uh, from from this uh, some wonderful construction. It's going to be built well. Um, I had had not started taking puffs on it when I first lit it, so I had to relight it. I haven't had to relight it since, and I have set it down. The ash is holding up beautifully, and it's a beautiful white on the ash. Everything about the cigar in terms of its construction and its feel. I, again, I could go for a little more heft. Aside from that, going very, very well. It is in that $30 a cigar a kind of range near $28, $30. Not for the everyday, maybe not loaded up in your humidor, but certainly worth trying to see what God of Fire can offer you. They've got a whole bunch of different things going on there. Uh, do those good people. Um, this is worth uh, checking out. It's time for News of the Week, Fingers Malloy. What do you got? Oh, well, Tony, right off the bat, here is a story that makes you want to stand up and chant USA, USA, USA. I'll stand up and do it right now. A wallet hub came out USA, with a, USA. a no. ranking of the fattest states in the nation. USA, <laughs> USA. The fattest states in the nation. And they came up with... Is that P-H-A-T or just F-A-T? It's F-A-T. Okay. Not pretty hot and tempting. No, okay. it's, it's F-A-T. And they, they Can came you just up- do that again? Because how many people are like, wait, is that what P-H-A-T stands for? Yeah, pretty hot and tempting. All right. I'm just telling you. People, people don't know these things. It's science. They, they don't know how street you are, fingers That's more. true. Uh, I grew up with vanilla ice. Uh, so anyway, Wallet Hub had... Uh, 31 key metrics that came up. Well, they came up with this. 31 key metrics for fat? For fat. Is fat the first metric? Yes. Okay. The fattest state in the nation. Any guesses? You've, you've, you've traveled around the country. You've seen so, some people. You've seen some things. I've seen some things, man. <laughs> uh, usually, they uh, correlate obesity to poverty, right? And there are, there are some really interesting connections that, that happen there. Um, and when we think of poor states, and certainly on a, on a per capita level, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas are usually within within those. So I'm going to say one of those three. Well, I'll tell you what. You got two and three. Arkansas is number uh, three. Mississippi, number two. The fattest state in the nation, West Virginia, Mount Mama. Ah, really? Yes. How fat? It, it doesn't How have, fat is she? <laughs> it doesn't have uh, a score, uh, but it just says West Virginia is number one. They are the fattest, followed by Mississippi, Arkansas, Kentucky, Tennessee, South Carolina, Louisiana, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Missouri. They round out the top ten. Really? South Carolina? South Carolina. Admittedly, Charleston has brilliant food, man. Have you been to Charleston? The food scene in Charleston is out of control spectacular. But West Virginia is now known as West Virginia yes. Boombalati. Yes, and the skinniest state. Now they have they listed. Well, the, that's Hawaii, uh, right? No, they listed the District of Columbia in this list. So there's 51 choices. What would you say is the slimmest Skinny. state? Okay. In the well, year. there's a difference between slimmest and fittest. I prefer fit. I don't understand. Skinny is not healthy, right? In 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 my view. All right? That's why I'm not skinny anymore. Because no. I looked at myself and I said I'm not this healthy. This is unhealthy. Dang it. <laughs> I need to eat everything. <laughs> um, I was going to say, well, that would be fittest, skinniest, Vermont. 
No, uh, Vermont is actually is it on uh, the thirtieth. Oh, on the list. All right, the this skiers is are not a state that I would have thought would have been the fittest, the slimmest, whatever you would call. Well, it there's a difference. List. Wait, yes. so this is the skinniest, right? It, this is the fattest states in the nation. So the least fat, the state. least fat state. Okay, we'll go with that. Uh, Utah, really, is fifty one on the list. By the way, the least fat is very often how people deal with the, being in a bar at closing. <laughs> oh. No? Too soon? Oh. Screw you. That's a good joke. I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going all the way with it. Utah. Utah is 51. Uh, Hawaii was 50. So uh, then Colorado, Washington, D.C., Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, South Dakota, California, and Washington are the huh. least fat states in the union. So, so I'm, I'm in a state that's not too fat and, and, and not too thin. I feel good about that. Well, and I, I look at this list, and it does feel like a lot of outdoorsy activities happen. You know, a lot of hiking, you know, got to go mountain biking, that kind of thing. Right. The problem, and, and, and that has a lot to do with it. The more outdoor activities, but then you have places like Massachusetts, which certainly has a political uh, kind of tinge to it. The problem is, is that we take a look at weight and decide that that's health. And that's, that's not health right that, that there's there are plenty of people who are at the look overweight but are in far better physical condition uh than plenty of people who are thin who can have a level of maladies it's not enough and i don't know about you and and raising kids is, makes it, it even more difficult because girls certainly but boys have it too you there's one kid who's a little heavier than another kid and then all of a sudden people are having body issue conversations man you got to raise your kids to be cool with who they are yeah that's true especially and then also take a look at who they are honestly and see what they want social media has made it so much worse because as we all know social media sucks uh but for kids the pressure of looking like their friends and if you pack on a couple extra pounds and you're putting photos on instagram uh, you know, there's so much pressure to the, the body image issues. It's it's just it's just sad. I've 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 heard because I I have a teenager in the house. I've heard the teenagers talking about weight. Oh, really? As early as 13. So I'm a big guy, and I made a promise to myself that for my kids, that I was never ever and they're both. Me, at, at, at their age, oh, I was a super heavy, super heavy kid, and I knew it and everybody else knew it. They're in such better shape than me is to be believed. Great. I'm thrilled, overjoyed. But I made a promise to myself that no matter where we were, no matter who was around, if there was a pool and we were going in, I was going in because I wanted them to see me not be embarrassed. I, we're at a water park. Shirt is off. I, I'm, I'm doing it. No t-shirt and sneakers nope. in the pool? Good for they you. have to see that I'm comfortable. Yeah. Now, am I? <laughs> but I need to model it for them. I need them to see it and, and to say, okay, this, this is, don't, don't ever worry about it. Don't worry about other people. Don't, who's really looking? You know, very often kids, you know, they're, oh, they're, they're staring at me. They're looking at me. No, no one's looking at you. They're worried that you're looking at them, and you're not looking at them because you're too busy thinking they're looking at you. No one's looking at anybody. It, That's not the way it works. Isn't that the thing that if I could go back and talk to my younger self, my teenage self, that's the one thing that you learn with age is that 
people don't care. Right. You, you, you may see someone and they may trip in front of someone at the pool and they may chuckle for a second and then it's forgotten. Right. Or when you're 15 years old, you think that that's a life altering experience. Right. And you, and you can't, you, you got to show them, you got to model it for them. You got it. You got to let them know it's going to be okay. And the, and I said to myself, well, I don't, I don't get the luxury. I'm the guy who decided to have kids. I don't get the luxury to to have my craziness on them. No, 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 no. No, my parents put their craziness on me. <laughs> and and if I, I'm putting other craziness on them, I'm sure. But this one, boys or girls, by the way, it's totally true. You gotta you 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 gotta let them know it's gonna be all right. But you also gotta measure that with you know, hey, take care of yourself and do things in moderation. Those kinds of things all matter for sure. This is eat, drink, smoke. And if 2020 wasn't just a kick in the face enough, Alex Trebek dead at the age of 80, pancreatic cancer, and talk about the good fight. Eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz and Fingers Malloy right here. Great to be with you. Um, how he handled the very idea of this, how he shared it with America, how he kept going to work, how he was giving reports on how he was doing it's it's a remarkable, remarkable story. It really and truly is. And, you know, his life is certainly one thing. But people are talking about Jeopardy's a wildly popular show. Jeopardy's going to go on. And there's still episodes with Alex Trebek they had already uh, taped. And the question is, who replaces him? So there's been this really weird kind of thing going on where people are lobbying to replace him. Now, I say to you, full disclosure, being a game show host is the dream. I would love to be a game show host. I would give up everything. Everything except the show. Everything <laughs> to be a game show host. But if I'm going to host a show, it's The Price is Right. Yeah. It's Tic-Tac-Toe. It's really the game. I, I, the one I want to do is Match Game, right? That, that Alec Baldwin has that show makes, makes me sad. That's the show that, that I want to host. Oh, so incredibly much. I'm not going to host Jeopardy. I wouldn't even try to host Jeopardy. I think there needs to be a level of believability. And the first person I saw getting into this mix was George Stephanopoulos, the news guy uh, from from ABC's on Good Morning America. And I'm like, no way. No. Too political. No, 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 no. They, they've brought up a few political analysts or news guys. Anderson Cooper's another name that's nope. come up. No, it's not going to work. Uh, too, too, too divisive for the people who are... Who are now, it's just that if you, you can't utilize a host for a show like that that's going to so aggressively alienate. And there are people, for their political reasons, who won't accept them. No I, way. I really, really hope we keep politics out of this one. Right, because politics has kind of infiltrated everything at this point. If we could just keep this to where we aren't talking politics when I'd it comes that. to Jeopardy, because uh, some things you just want to be left alone. One of the reasons we don't talk politics here, and you guys know that you know, I, I host a morning show in Indianapolis uh, on ninety three point one FM WIBC, where you hear Eat, Drink, Smoke. I have a syndicated midday show. Fingers Malloy has has a weekend show uh, in in Michigan. He has a a podcast, uh, a morning commute podcast that you can get called the Snark Factor. Uh, we we do a lot of things. This is our escape from all of that, which is why we don't get into uh, the politics here. It's just, don't you want a moment where it's just not a part of your damn life? It's yes. all you can ask for. So there are names that are coming up that aren't political, but still unrealistic, like the. 
the name Betty White is has come up on multiple occasions. And I, look, I love Betty White. Betty White is 98 years old. I ever tell you, is she really 98? I ever tell you about my show idea? I had an idea for a live show. And what kills me is I know I can't be the person to host it. And the live show idea is Betty White and Cloris Leachman. And um, who, who is the chick from Laughing who I love so much with the per- Ruth Buzzy and, and women like that. And I call it the Broads. <laughs> A stage show where they talk about their life in Hollywood and tell the stories about what they knew and what they didn't know and what happened. And the only person who could actually, and I'm saying it now, I want to produce it. If you steal my idea, I'm going to be horrified. But it, these people are getting older, and I want to do it now. The only person who can host that show, Tina Fey. Yeah. Tina Fey, to host that roundtable, you could do it on Broadway for a five-night run and charge $5,000 a ticket, and people will do it. I'm just excited that there was a weekend last year where Ruth Buzzy slid into my DMs on Twitter. You know, I tried to get her. I tried to fly her up here for the show. I tried to fly Ruth Buzzy from Laughing up here for Eat, Drink, Smoke. And so Fingers reach out, reaches out to her. And she's like, I'm retired. Thank you. Yes. And couldn't have been kinder. Went back and forth with her for 20 minutes. And I, I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because I'm a huge, I mean, like you, I'm right. a big Rat Pack guy, the old school uh, Dean Martin roasts. And to see her get up there and, and, and beat the heck out of Don Rickles with her purse. Uh, I, oh, I was... I, She's in Texas. We'll go. I, I will gladly go to her. So, no, Betty White can't host Jeopardy. That's just silly. Who else is on the, on the list? Here's the one that I think is the winner, and I hope that they pick him. LeVar Burton. Reading Rainbow. Yes. Oh, yeah, done. Make it I would Make it so. Jordy LaForge, right, from, from Star Trek. Uh, Roots, that's where he got his star. I mean, it, it's kind of hard to find, uh, like, the more seminal role. For for a guy, there's there's no way to kind of beat that, but I you would I would buy into Levar Burton hosting Jeopardy absolutely I would and he's he's only sixty three and he's sixty three well I mean you think about it. I mean Roots was what nineteen seventy eight oh gosh it was it was in that Some, time period something like a late seventies so yeah he's getting up there now but uh, sixty three my goodness Alex Trebek. Right up until his, he was 80. You got a good decade. With yes. LeVar Burton's a great, great choice because LeVar Burton offends no one, if, if you will. And he'd be, you would trust him. Meaning that it, it, when it's Jeopardy, you, you need somebody who you think might actually know the answer and can, and can, can play off it well and has that little bit of, 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 of hip and that little bit of compassion. And, and Alex Trebek did that, although he was sometimes cold and cutting, you know, with his responses. It was pretty funny. But here's the thing that Alex Trebek brought to the show, which someone like another name being mentioned, Ken Jennings, I don't believe would bring to the show. Okay, definitely a person you know would bring. Uh, he's got the, the mentality. He's, he's a smart guy. There's got to be some likability. And I don't know if Ken Jennings comes, comes across as the most likable person in the world. Ken Jennings on social media. Ken Jennings is the, the biggest winner in history. He's won the Tournament of Champions. He's, he, his trivia knowledge is, is through the roof. It's, it's quite remarkable. His social media is actually angry and vicious and very political. Very political. And that's not, that's not what you want for the show. 
LeVar Burton's a good choice. I think LeVar Burton just is an all-around perfect choice. The other name that comes up, which I thought would be a decent pick, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if you're on board, is uh, Tom Bergeron. No. No, I like Tom Bergeron. Uh, Tom Bergeron, whether it's uh, America's Funny Videos or, or Tom Bergeron from uh, Dancing with the Stars, right? He, he, he's, he's solid in, in that regard, but he's too much on the comic tip. And you, 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 you need you need something much, much different right. for for Jeopardy. You need something that has a that has a different feel, that has a lightness but a gravitas, right? He's more of a weakest link kind yes. of game show host. And that right? show's coming back and is being hosted by Jane Lynch. Yes. And Jane Lynch is funny enough and her, her politics are inconsequential right. to that show. But yet somehow they are to Jeopardy, which is pretty interesting. Another story I wanted to get to, um, ring doorbells can catch fire when they're installed incorrectly. And I thought that story was weird because can't anything catch fire if it's electric and it's <laughs> right? installed incorrectly? Right. I, I don't know why this was, was such a story. It was the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Ring has received reports about 85 people who install, installed their doorbell. 30 second-generation ring doorbells have overheated. 23 of those seeing the units catch fire. I, mean, I, have, I, I have a ring, and it, it works. Although, it's owned by Amazon, and then I'm like, um, how many more things are going to be owned by Amazon? Right. And then I'm like, oh, should I find something else? And then what do you find? Right. We'll talk about bad timing when it comes to this story, too, because Black Friday is right around the corner, and that's one of those things that you'll see on Black Friday cyber deals where you get a ring doorbell at a really good price. Really bad timing for the story to come out. Yeah, I, I, it's a really bad deal when your doorbell's catching fire. I, I think that I think that's a bear. They should put warning labels on those things. Somebody tried to cook a steak on it. <laughs> you see what happened right there? The bourbon is the J.W. Kelly. This is the single barrel select, double oaked, 109 proof. Put it on the cube. Try it neat. Put it on the cube, and then decide if this is a bottle for you. And this got a fire. This got a fire anniversario. 2017. This is a wonderfully easy, enjoyable smoke that has good bits of flavor that grow as you smoke it. This is this is lovely. This is Eat Drink Smoke. <laughs>